after a brilliant couple of days at the Dublin Racing Festival, I think you'll all agree. And anyone that might be like-minded or a bit like myself in terms of their betting approach would have tossed a load of short price favourites into an accumulator yesterday, excluding Willie's in the bumper, and is currently in the process of handing in their notice at work and moving to Las Vegas. How are you, Kev? Uh, absolutely cock a hoop you um, like you I joined in on the, the four timer yesterday that paid a, a generous four to one I've never had a bigger price winner in my life and that's fantastic cock a hoop delighted and I know Tony Calvin was all over the four timer <laughs> and he probably even threw him when he's in the ball no no, no and I've got no I've got a guilty secret to uh, oh no oh, oh no Lordy, I, actually, I didn't go mad yeah. But I had 360 English pounds at five to six on Shaq and Poussoir. And I've, honestly, right? And I've never, I've never enjoyed a bet less. <laughs> <laughs> I hated, I hated myself before the race, and I hated myself all the way through it. Tony, why do you think I have no so enjoyment full of, out of that? I'm so full of self-loathing. It's absolutely ridiculous. This is I tell my you what, though, life. It's classic, isn't it? So I got a lot of grief for saying, you know, slow old boats in bumpers, etc. rather back better subtle. It's no surprise that the race that got the bookmakers out of it yesterday <laughs> was a slow old national hunt flat race full of old yokes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Pink in the park, me arse. Anyway, it was a race. It was a great weekend of racing. And Vanessa Ryle had a great weekend, obviously, watching the racing, but also in the finest of Irish hospitality in Glomel for the coursing. How did you get on? Uh, yeah, good, good. We raised the flag on day one, which was about the best thing ever at the time. Felt like the best thing ever. That, that then, means you won. Yeah. That means you won, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, not, not, not all listeners will be familiar with course. <laughs> as, as, as they say, as they say, it's snatched the hair get F-U-C-K-A-D, did it? <laughs> <laughs> no, the hair absolutely did not. And then we, we went out in round two to the favourite, and we'll find out today if the favourite wins. Annual Fergie. You ran the fastest time of the day and our dog was stuffed out of sight. Uh, okay. But you enjoyed us. You enjoyed yourself, obviously. You had a great weekend. I mean, yeah. A great time. The best. Okay. The great it time. sounds like she enjoyed herself anyway. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Proper Irish style. Good stuff. Okay. Now, <laughs> we have we have loads to get through um, in terms of the highlights and the lowlights. Look, I guess, Kevin, to say just before we do get stuck in, Willie Mullins, the machine keeps working in perfect order. He is just a phenomenon at the moment. Um, yeah, eight grade ones over the weekend. Willie won six of them, like between himself and Gordon. Like the, it was just a theme all weekend, wasn't it? Even through the handicaps, like the, they were just so dominant. And you know, that's not new news. You know, this has been going on for a long time, but it was quite stark. Um, some people will bemoan that. They said it's a little bit kind of predictable, a little bit um, lacking in variety. variety. Yeah, you know, that, that's a fair point. But look, it's a, it is a free market and Willie's going to work himself into this position quite a few years ago now and um you know we were talking back in kind of october november god when's willie gonna get going when's willie gonna get going and you know why do we ask these questions because every year it happens they start to really fire from now on and um yeah i, I think the our english friends would have been looking on at the weekend going oh good god these these battalions plus about half a dozen proper horses that weren't there at the weekend mm. are going to be loading the boats to, to head across <coughs> to Prisbury Park in five weeks. And uh, yeah, signal of intent, I, 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 I suspect. It does seem like, Tony, not even you know, with, with, with the most obvious handicapping, like, you know, twist job in the world uh, by the English handicapper, that even that's going to stem the tide <laughs> of the Irish horses coming to Cheltenham and mopping up again. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> You're delighted, you're delighted about it. I can see. No, no, I, look, look. 
I don't care less with the horses are Irish or English, by the way. That's the personal thing. But as long as they're all down and they win. I don't, care, I, don't, I don't care where they come from. I don't care where they come from. If they come from Azerbaijan and win the Triumph Verdu at 60 stitches, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Vanessa, uh, Vanessa, like, you know, is it, do you think that it's a problem? Uh, just kind of putting, like, you know, I guess an independent hat on for a second. Do you think it's an issue where one trainer dominates to the extent that Willie Mullen does in a weekend like this and looks like he could dominate in Cheltenham again? Is it a problem for you as, as a racing person? Do you think it's an issue among racing fans? Uh, it, it probably is actually. Yeah, mm. I think it probably is a lack of variety. You know, you want stories, you want to know the people behind the horses and when they're all coming from one big yard, it probably isn't ideal. I don't have the answers as to how you stop any yard or owner or trainer dominating in any division, but you know, in a dream, in an ideal world, would you want more people, uh, you know, more trainers taking out some of those grade ones? Of course you would. Would you want to see a variety of names there? Of course you would. But we, like Kevin said, we've had this situation for years. This isn't new news anymore. Mm, this really no. isn't new. And, you know, yeah, look, in a, like I said, in an I ideal what, world, you would change it. I tell you what, Willie gets aware of it, doesn't he? Because he's so kind of like charming, isn't it? And one thing occurred to me over the weekend, he... He makes grown men, you know, who are billions. He makes them into boys because he tells them what to do and he doesn't tell them until the very last moment until he's trying to do it. And <laughs> that's a very special skill when you're dealing with, you know, very, very rich owners and very, very rich people. You know, he is, he is calling the tune there. So he's obviously got something about him. And, and the charm factor he has, not only with the media, but obviously with his owners, is, is key to all that as well. It's, mean, impo it's impossible to really dislike. I mean, I, I tend to try and dislike everybody, but Willie kind of like... Yeah. Willie's well, impossible to, you know, it's impossible to knock in that regard, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, the, the variety of owners is obviously a big positive. You know, so many different colours in the winner's enclosure yeah. all, all weekend long. Love that. Like, that is a real positive. The fact they're all coming from one stable... Yes, it does get a bit tiresome, but like I, I just say, it's, it's, it's funny when you, you know, when this would have been a subject of conversation for years and years and say, right, what could possibly break Willie's stranglehold? And like, the thing is, he had a black swan event a few years ago in terms yeah. of losing 60 yeah. chicken, chicken horses yeah. all at once. And he came back and had his biggest season ever the year yeah. after, you know, he completely yeah. restructured the way he approached his owners and, and you know. How many trainers could bounce back that quick? You know, yeah, it, it and is, look, it's, it's a, a free market. Operation. And, you know, bar, bar something like, you know, a salary cap that they introduced, they, like, you know, when we're in, or like, you know, a system, just nothing can be done because, you know, the more success he has, the more people are inclined to send the best horses to him. And that's just the way life works. But, but no, it's funny here, just, just in terms of what can be done, and they'd never, ever do it, but there is precedent elsewhere in the world. Like, it, like in Hong Kong and Japan, trainers are limited to X number of horses that they can have in training. That's and, what that I mean, yeah. and that serves to, to, to somewhat balance it out would it ever happen here 10 million to one and i wouldn't take it <laughs> but you know what? Do, there, do is, you know there what? is a precedent do you know what would be interesting would be like a draft system like they have in the nfl right where all the best players well and put it up and they're all bid on if you have all the best like say three or four year old horse over national hunt whatever and they're imagine. all bid on like a draft well, imagine, <laughs> imagine something like that now, that would completely revolutionize the sport obviously willie wouldn't be in favor of that but anyway look it's just something completely uh, mad that never happened all the horses are there to be bought haven't they I mean, Pied Piper went for 225 grand yeah, at sales yeah. uh, out of uh, John Goldston so it was there to be bought It's, mm. I think and to be honest as well like if Willie Mullins had 100 horses in his yard and it was a cap on 100 horses I'd say he'd still dominate in the way he does yeah, I don't yeah. I, I don't think that would change I, I think it's just, it's just I think so his missus will take out a licence <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there you have it but it's and just his so son will take out another 100 
Yeah, exactly. it's so funny. Like we, there was a good bit of talk this weekend, you know, harking back to Denoli 25 years ago. And it's amazing <laughs> the way the two disciplines have flipped in racing. You know, for so many years, the flat was seen as, you know, the cynical, you know, business focus dominated by the big, you know, multi-spillionaire owners. And it's actually completely flipped on its head. Like jumps racing is far more dominated and concentrated to big operations now than the flat is. You know, you look at the, the, the flat equivalent of last weekend, you know, Irish Champions weekend, you know, a feature of that for years since it was created is the spread of, uh, of trainers and owners that, 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 that win. You know, it's, it's amazing the way it's flipped around. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's get stuck in, guys, to the highlights, I guess, of the weekend. And we have to start with the mayor. Um, Kev, you can kick us off on Honeysuckle. She's now 13-8 to on for the champion hurdle. I mean, it's, it's a race that I absolutely love and have loved over the years, but it's just going to be a procession. Nothing will beat her. I guess you're now looking at the market of, of you know, what comes in second or, or without her. But she is just a brilliant mayor. I don't know how in the pantheon of great hurdlers she will... And reflect given the strength of the division or the lack of depth in the division in the hurling division at the moment but you have to just say she is a bloody good horse yeah look we said at the start of the season when they announced she was staying hurling look you know it made perfect sense but we did say you know she's probably just going to go win three times win the champion hurdle win a punch of style not really beat much and uh, her connections will enjoy it and the, the, you know plenty of people will enjoy it but in terms of a racing spectacle it won't be as exciting as it would have been for her to go chasing and that's not her fault it's lack of opposition is the issue um, hurling division is way for tin has been for a long time um pity appreciated didn't make it back this weekend you know one of the the few potentially viable contenders um but the thing is you i know the likes of us will moan about this sort of thing but i suppose the thing with honeysuckle is she has graduated up to a different level now in terms of um her public importance uh, and we saw it you know at leopardstown you know she she gets received differently by people herself and rachel because it's important to you know they are a duo they are a team and you know the public have really taken her in so you know the roar the roar she got kevin just to let you know so i was standing at the top of the stands yesterday and rachel got on in the parade ring out she went and she galloped down past the stand and the roar going down to the start of the race that she got from the crowd was i've never seen anything like that it's very unusual and like not, not many horses get to that place and look if you're scripting the perfect end to the story you know you'd love for a young novice to, to come up through the ranks and look an absolute rocket and bang heads with honeysuckle a few times over the coming years that you know that would bring it to the next level you know we, we saw with hurricane fly for years you know for, for a few years there nothing would get near him and you know he was clearly this brilliant horse but it, it got a bit repetitive and tedious him turning up at trees on and winning but then later on in his career when he started to when some of the ability maybe started to seep out of him you know he had you know jesky and our connor and a few horses come up to him and he got stuck in some really unbelievable battles at leopardstown that belatedly lifted him up to that kind of legendary yeah. status mm. you know i don't know if honey Sucking needs it because there's that such a thing there with Rachel, but it would definitely um, bring it to the next level. Look, on, on yesterday, she wasn't at her best, I don't think. Um, you know, Henry's stable form is an ongoing thing. Um, she didn't blow anyone away, I think, but Henry's got five weeks to work now, and hopefully he'll, he'll have her cherry ripe for Cheltenham, where you know, she'll go and win, won't she? Are you going to take your um, your 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 stake from Shaq and Persuade, Tony Calvin, and stick it on Honeysuckle and the champion hurdle? I mean, the same same rules apply, don't they? She's guaranteed certainty. <laughs> no, my, my initial impression there, I went straight to the um, the exchange market and, and got to the front of the queue trying to layer. Um, aye, aye. The only the unfortunate thing is I, I was expecting something in the one point sixes, but 
I was happy to layer at 1.61 and I'm still up there and that, and that's her current price. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's long been of opinion that the only thing that can beat Honeysuckle is, 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 is the mare herself mm. because all the rest are, are just garbage in, 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 in champion hurdle terms, aren't they? Yeah. But I, I, I think I saw for the first time yesterday and it was for the first time yesterday in, in recent uh, in recent starts. Just a glimmer, just a seed of doubt that has come in. I mean, I was I was obviously she put the race to bed two out, but after the last, it was really really a labour performance to my eye. Um, wasn't impressed with the finishing effort whatsoever. Wasn't really going away then. But it could well be that again the stable form could be a factor. She may not have been a one. But I thought she was late. I thought maybe the head was coming up a bit. And I thought it was a kind of performance where finishing tired, which I thought she was, that she could recall from. I mean, don't get me wrong. If she gets there A1 on the day, she's going to win. Because, you know, the fact that appreciate its favourite, we haven't seen him for ages. And when are we going to see him again? In fact, he's second favourite. Five to one currently. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah but you wouldn't go anywhere near that, would you? I mean, like, you, you, look at, you look at this way. I, I, just, I just think... I just, I just, I just saw something there that I was worried about, and and someone said to me that again, it's, I'm not going to say it because I'll get in trouble. But so, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take her on for now because it wouldn't surprise me if that race took a little bit of getting over. When when horse when stables are going for a really poor run of form and horses put up big performances, and that's probably you know it's on a form part, it's probably not that far off her best performances. Uh, they can take a lot out of them. And I, I was just worried about the finishing effort. I mean, I'm sure the horse, well, you were there. You I mean, obviously the horse. I agree with you. I agree with you. I watched, I was watching her. I was watching her. And I'd be interested in Vanessa's thoughts on this. I was watching her, um, you know, the last kind of two, three furlongs. And I was expecting when she kind of turned the corner and come up the straight, whatever, and then jumped the last to kind of burst through and give the crowd who, by the way, and Rachel would have been very cognizant of this, that the crowd wanted to see something a little bit special from a special horse. And Rachel got after her and she kind of just made it to the finish line. Now, she didn't have to do anything. And maybe Rachel was a little bit trying before, to sorry, save something. Or yeah, I don't know. But yeah. Before Vanessa comes in, someone said to me yesterday that Rachel Blackmore's hurdling style doesn't really visually kind of make a horse impressive. Um, and I, I know I pay no attention to jockeys. I pay, certainly pay no attention to their riding styles. Is, is, there any, is there any validity in that, that she, she doesn't have a riding style that's classic with hurdlers that makes them look like they're winning easily? I'm certainly that not best sense. place to answer that. <laughs> Vanessa? <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I've never thought of that or noticed that myself. But in terms of honeysuckle, I would concur with some of what Tony said. Then, obviously, Hugh, you sound like you agree. At least, hmm. I definitely, when I was watching it, I was like, "Ooh, okay, delighted she's won." But she didn't, to my eye, to personally, I didn't think she looked all that comfortable. She had a, she looked to be slightly crabbing. She didn't look to be going forward in the way you might have hoped to see her go forward. She had, she was sort of like the slow-mo shot of her that RTE showed latterly. You know, you saw her just like having a look with her eye and she just had her ears back and her head up a touch. And, you know, look, we're scraping the barrel, but look at her price. Like, not scraping the barrel, sorry, but, you know, we're picking here. We're picking yeah. at faults, but mm. her price is her price. So we're here to pick at faults. And for me, it was definitely a case of job done. 
but I wasn't blown away by any stretch of the imagination. And I think in the initial instance, people get overexcited with her record and who she is and the Rachel effect and everything. But if you're just looking at it as a pure performance, taking out the sort of big feel-good story around this mayor, you, I was surprised if anyone was coming away from that as a big positive step in the right direction. Yeah, and you know what, I, you're right, even though I watched the, um, the race back this morning again, um, and yesterday and the day, because the crowd was so enamoured by her and because the reaction was so positive towards her and to Rachel, um, I, I, I guess even in, like on TV yesterday, we kind of got swept up a little bit of that. But I watched it back mm. and went, God, you know, you're was right, it, Tony. Yeah. Was it was there no was there no critique of the performance? Well, did everyone just get carried no, away in emotion? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. And yeah, we did absolutely. Because I, you know, I yeah, I watched it on RT. I watched you yesterday, Hugh, no. and I because I I rarely I rarely get to watch RT yeah. because I'm never over or whatever. And I was a little surprised. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not, it's not a criticism of anyone because I would get swept up in the moment. You know, the the crowd. The, we did though we genuinely did her. genuinely like, did. i genuinely yeah. can see that it's not a criticism but you just bad in terms boy. of fair performance i was surprised none of the pundits actually just picked up the fact that yeah it definitely the initial reaction was not one of that is a positive and you know what vanessa you're right okay and i'll tell you why you're right as well because everybody there yesterday was there to see her right the amount of people said like i'm here to see honey Look, i want to see i haven't seen her in the flesh two years not been able to go racing i want to see the superstar man in the flesh and so henry beforehand coming in, being interviewed, look, I'm a bit nervous, and well, we just want to get the thing done. Everyone's there in anticipation of seeing her go and win, and she did go and win, and a lot of people probably had accumulators going on to her after the three, <laughs> two first, Shaq and first one, Gallop and Deshaun, and everybody got some, and you're right, and I think that did gloss over what we actually witnessed as a performance from the horse, and, and I think you're absolutely right. When I watched it back again this morning, I went, oh, yeah, she, she, was, uh, she was fine, but God, she wasn't. She wasn't, like, it wasn't a superstar performance by any means. Yeah, you know? so yeah. The, the form of the race in terms of her opposition is kind of beating up the horses she's already done before. So you can't look back at the winning distance and, you know, the horses in behind and really take positives from that, the actual form lines that come into it, in my opinion. And then you also can't take positives for me personally about how she went about winning the race. So those are, you know, the form and the style, neither were positives, in my mm -hmm. opinion. But it's just another example of why you should watch ITV because myself and Mick Fitzgerald ah. had a, a right-out kick at her there straight after the race. Yeah, <laughs> far, right. far removed from the emotion of the event over in Sandown. Yeah, yeah it's very I interesting now. I, I can tell you, if we had, if, if had access to ITV in Ireland, I said everybody would be watching on ITV. But anyway. <laughs> right. did, you, did you say she, uh, Rachel looked like a sack of shite over hurdles to throw Tony Calvin, you wash your mouth out with salt and water. The queen of raisin, now disparity. Okay, let's oh, I was back. I was going to say that honeysuckle was more of a suckling pig after the last, but I mean, everyone, 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 everyone would absolutely slaughter me for that. So, yeah, I won't say that. so it's a good job you didn't say. It, isn't it? Cut that out! Cut that out! Good job, good job you didn't say. It. Yeah. Okay. So look, that's that's honeysuckle. Obviously, she's safe to thirteen now. She's no prize as a champion hurdle. I really want to see a pre-sale lineup, and at the prices, if he does get there, I'm not going to back him. Andy Post or non one bet. If he does get there. Um, five to one. I, I probably back appreciate it just for for a bit of interest. But she's probably <laughs> yeah. going to win. Yeah. She's probably going to win. And um, and well done to all connections again. You know, it's just interesting the reaction yesterday at the race course and even this morning and what you guys have just said. Um, yeah. And you know, look. Just one thing before we move on, I mate. Mean, I did go and have a look at the without without um, favorite market. The champion heard. I mean, like I said, I, I have laid honeysuckle, but obviously if she gets there in pink form, she'll just win. Um, but I went and had a look at the without market and I know I've gone on about this horse before, but 
Not so sleepy, the bet for hurdle market. Not so sleepy is 33 to 1, and you can and it's an each way market as well. It's 33 to 1 without the favorite in the champion hurdle market. Well, and you know, there's 16 horses above him, and I wouldn't go anywhere near uh, about 14 of them. And you know, she's uh, not so sleepy, it's the same price in the market. As cask mate, we got beaten 27 lengths off a mark of 137 yesterday. I mean, yeah. not so sleepy is like you said, he's even though he was giving Epiton the seven pounds in the fighting fifth. I mean, I mean, he's going straight there, so he can't blot his copy book beforehand, like some of these could do. Well, most notably, he appreciate it if he if he gets out again. Uh, no, I, I I went in again on not so sleepy 33 to one without the favorite. Okay, well, look, just like while we're continuing before we move on to the gold cup, just stay on on a theme of a horse that won at the weekend and um is also in the champion hurdle picture, and it is our good headbangers ball friend Goshen. Goshen, what what what's what's the view here on on what he did first of all and second of all about whether or not he will take his place in the champion hurdle? Kevin, you're smiling there. Goshen's another one that's 33 to 1, the same price as not so sleepy. That's what I just said. He's 33 to 1 in the champion hurdle market on the basis of what we saw at the weekend. I was listening to the comments afterwards when the more said, Look, he is he's a he is a quirky, odd as you like horse who takes things personally. He's almost like a, a human emotional character here. But when he puts a ride on the day, obviously he's still got loads of ability, Kev. At 33 to 1. Is he any interest whatsoever for anybody of you in the champion hurdle market? Look, in such a bad champion hurdle outside the Favshire, look, you couldn't rule him out, but you can't forget what he did in the race last year. Like, he absolutely disgraced himself. Yeah. Um, and we know he, you know he has the capacity to do that. And sure, look, I know you different different track and all that. You know, he obviously operated around in the Triumph and the new course, but, oh, wouldn't be my I mean, idea of a good time. He's 33, to answer, <laughs> he's 33 to one to go left-handed again on any track, yeah. let alone Shelton. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, yeah. oh, that was just one note before we move on, just a, a nod to the to the Moore team who have actually, you know, they wear their heart on their sleeve with that horse, don't they? Like, they do. adore him. Yeah. They've gone through the mill with him. They thought he was the second coming of the fall at Cheltenham. Yeah. Oh, God. The, oh, stop. At the, um, you know, Jamie hangs off one rein half the time. He really, I mean, he he's a great watch in many ways. I mean, he's a bit painful watching. I'm pretty sure he's painful ride. But a credit to the Moors, because I know Haley's put in a huge amount of Haley. Obviously, Haley Moore has put in a huge amount of work with him on the flat. Like they 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 have gone to every well with that horse. So that win, whatever he does going forward, it meant a lot on the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so the Gold Cup picture then after a conflated win of the Irish Gold Cup. Um, first of all, the race itself, um, you know, Tony, I mean, you, you can pick us up on this if you don't mind. Yeah. Conflated, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> when he crossed the line at first, I was like, God, oh, that was a model for a Tony Calvin yeah. um, pick in terms of the betting. Um, but very few people seemed to have backed him and he caught a lot of, of a lot of people by surprise. What was your view with Red? Um, Funny enough, he, he was mentioned in last week's show, wasn't he? Because we had a really good question about what's going to make the pace in the Gold Cup. Yeah. And when we went through it, um, I actually said, the only horse I can see really going forward um, is conflated in the absence of the likes of, you know, yeah. a few of them. So we got actually got a name checker last week. And I think, Kev, you actually called him a... Did you actually call him a bit of a nasty pig or something last week when we met No. Him? I don't did think you? I did not, actually. No, <laughs> we did. I love, I'm going to go back and listen to it. I'm not guilty. I'm going to go back and have a look. Anyway, it, it could have just been me. Uh, no. I, I, look, but the point is, when we mentioned it, when I went through last week about the, the horses that are going to maybe put the pace of the race in the Gold Cup, 
I went through it and conf- I went through obviously the, all the running stuff, and I came down and conflated, and I'd never heard of the horse before before <laughs> last week. And so I went and had a look at the, his form, obviously after one yesterday, and um, I just, you know, didn't, didn't register. <laughs> at all. Speech, speechless, like the rest. I, it, of didn't the story, yeah. it didn't register at all. Now I appara- mean- apparently Davy Russell was was quite keen on it, and that permeated down to a few people, um, but. I don't care also all this chat afterwards where it's like, you know, in the aftermath of the race, people going, well, we thought you had a great chance and we yeah, this and we that. And no, like, oh, no, the yard filled with confidence. Get in the bin. <laughs> Get in the absolute bin. Like, honestly, no, that was not meant to happen. We all Thank know you. it wasn't meant to happen. He yeah. fell in in an oddly run race with a weird ride as well. Yeah. And he yeah. won. And that's what happened. And so don't then all come on the telly and start telling me that was meant yes. to happen. Because it wasn't. Yes. Thank you, Vanessa. I, the bullshit I was hearing yesterday. Yeah. Was, oh, I don't, oh, it was actually a decent Thomas Hurdler. Was he in the hole a decent Thomas Hurdler? Nobody yeah, knew who the hell this horse was. Absolute rubbish. You're Kevin, talking voucher. Kevin. Kevin's going to jump in now and be one of those bullshitters. So go no, on, definitely. Come on, no. after timer there. Yeah, I, I, I was asked yesterday, right, Kevin, what did you make it conflated? And I just said one word, confused. Yeah, <laughs> so true. I mean, obviously, the only horse to really take, not the only horse to take out of it, it was a very confusing race. It was probably the one, was it the only grade one of the whole weekend that Willie Mullins' horses actually did disappoint in? Very disappointed yeah. in Ken Boy and Asteria Blanche, but Asteria Blanche, you just can't pin any hopes on him. But Ken Boy always ran his race and he didn't, I don't think. Um, so it's probably the only grade one where these horses did disappoint. But obviously the big horse to take out of it was Manella Indo, given how he ran, yeah. given the ride he got, given the way he went about it, given how he looked as well. And obviously tying in there if the stable isn't in great form. He is the obvious, and that's not, you know, that is just stating what everyone else already stated. But he was the horse to take out of it, surely, for the Gold Cup. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And like, did I don't better. know. I don't know. Oh, oh. Again, again, you've got. Would you, would you, would you, you want you to see go, more? Yeah, but you go down that gold cup list. It's nothing there. It's weak. It's weak. We, we, we established that the top two are are probably pretty very solid, haven't we? But yeah. they're, they're yeah. probably they're probably their price around three to one nine to two. Yeah. But then you go down, and You're stuck. Yeah. Then yeah. When, you know, um, when, when in that when, context, Manurindo was. Very promising, given that the you know the champ before two wins in the second, the last three festivals. Someone's it's just been beaten by conflated, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, you say at the start I of the mean, season, Manel Indo is going to get beat by conflated, you'd say, God, what's it's that a bad show. Well, you're, right, you're right. But it's anyway, a tee up. You know, obviously, he was fourth in the race last year. It was more of a again. It's probably a tee up, given the stable for. I, I think that I think he enhances claims it in a in a very very winnable Gold Cup. But yeah, I mean. He, I, I, basically, I, I, basically, he's got beaten six and a half length by a horse that won a handicap out of 145 previously. When when someone said to someone said to Davy Russell afterwards, "Oh, tough choice now for the Gold Cup," as in like meaning Galvin completed. <laughs> Like, in what in what fucking world are you living in? Uh, well, like, what? Timbrook too. Timbrook too. I, mean, I can tell you. Here. I can tell you, Tony Calvin. I I'm, and I'm being really honest here. After the Irish Gold Cup result on Saturday, I absolutely shit myself, and I'm going to have to carry you, carry you around after Santini storms up the hill. Come on, Santini! Tony Calvin on my back and jump the course. I'll tell like, you. Oh my yeah, it's, 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 it's got, got even better because <laughs> it's got even better because Conflated's going to go for the right air, surely, isn't it? Now they'll run him in the Gold Cup. They'll run him. Santini wins the Gold Cup. Yeah, just just because it's Chickenstown, you know, they they they'll love him into the Gold Cup. I'd say. 
Yeah, yeah that's it. They have very little regard for calculated and they just choke them in and hope for the best. <laughs> Ahoy, Senor's in there at 20 to 1 as well from 25. So, uh, oh, five Lord. points swing and what he did. But yeah. that goal, come on, I swear to God, Santini wins. I'll never, ever, ever watch race again. Um, okay, the Supreme, <laughs> lads. Um, okay, Vanessa, so Gerhard yesterday, 9 to 2 uh, for the Supreme, which again, I, you know, the jumping was was horrendous. He he, he, he didn't travel well for much of the first half of the race, as, as Willie said afterwards. Um, Paul had to give him a, a couple of slaps to remind him. Um, but he's, He's still four to one in a in a very competitive supreme uh, novices hurdle at the moment. And um, is it more likely they're going to send it to Ballymore? Do you think, given given what heavy before yesterday, or how do you see it? Oh, I uh, is it more likely he's going to go to the Ballymore? I don't know. I mean, look, there's, there's, uh, we all know how badly he jumped down the back straight. Specifically, that was disappointing, and he's done what he's done in impressive style. It's all the obvious cliches. Like he's got a huge engine, but he can't jump like that against the likes of some pros like Constitution Hill is, is slick and a professional. And Sir Gerhard won't get away with those mistakes in the Supreme. And it's that old thing of if they step up and trip, is he then you know is that going to help his jumping a bit? But ultimately, like Supreme or Ballymore, he's going to need to be sharper at his jumping than that. But he didn't blow me away to be honest. Would I prefer to see him in the Supreme or the Ballymore? Probably the Ballymore at this stage, actually, now I'm thinking about it. Okay, yeah, me too, Kev. That's my view. What's your view? Um, I always had him as a supreme horse. Um, like look, his jumping was his jumping was kind of notably neat on his hurling debut, and it most certainly wasn't that yesterday. Um, don't know if making the run really suits him over hurdles, to be honest. I was surprised they did that. Um, like you, you get the impression that Willie has kind of always had it in his mind that he might be a two and a half miler. Um, yeah. I've, per- I've personally never agreed, but this might give him enough excuse to to step him up, possibly. Yeah. And um, look, if he was mine, I'd go for the supreme, yeah. but um, I, I haven't, you know, I haven't had a chance to hammer down the times yet. But it, you know, it was I think it was a, a decent time on the clock compared to the other two mile races that we saw. It was certainly faster than the than the um, than the champion. I think wasn't that? And yeah, I, I I I was hoping for more like this. And look, baby, we're being harsh. Like you look at Sir, you know, Sir Gerhard has beaten Three Stripe Life a similar distance when he beat him in the bumper last year, the, ch- the ch- champion bumper. He's um, a solid yardstick. He ran well that horse. Yeah, and like there, there was there was plenty of good form in this race. Step to it that we discussed beforehand. And in fairness, the two of them kind of took it apart from from two out. So while if, while the jumping, you know, you would have liked to have seen better. You know, if you'd been told before the race that Sir Gerhard was going to beat him by six lengths, you probably would have taken it and been happy. But um, but we're all, everyone seems to be picking at him. Um, but I suppose that that's in the context of the Supreme being so strong. I suppose. I presume your anti-post um, position with um, Constitution Hill is, is still quite comfortable, TC. I mean, Sir Gerhard, is, does he come into the reckoning for you if he does go to the Supreme? Um, I, I think they might end up. I think that jumping might. Look, it's going to be it's going to be a ten a.m. on Sunday job before we know for sure. Yeah. Uh, by the sound, <laughs> isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I think the jump in there would would probably, in Willie's mind, probably lean towards the the, the longer race. But again, it, it all depends on, on what he's done. Obviously, he's got a very pacey horse in uh, in the other one, uh, the Dynamo. But um, Dynamo Dicer, Dicer, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I went back. I tell you what, it does. I, I went back and had a look at how crucial jumping is in the Supreme. I went back. Um, there was one horse that's in my mind, and I eventually got it. it's a Tom George horse, Somerville Boy, who yeah. should have won the 2018 Supreme and made that really bad mistake to that. I think it is true that, you know, if, if you're not really at it by every single hurdle in the Supreme, you are really on the back foot. And from what we saw at the weekend, 
Um, yeah. I, I think you'd be more inclined to go down there. Incidentally, and I'll be majorly impressed if any of you can get this. I went back and had a look at that Summerville boy race. What Willie Mullins horse went off the seven to four favourite and never really hit the heights before or after? I, 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 get this, I get this. I get this. Was it Rich Richie Silks? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Went off seven to four favourite. I know the horse. Uh, I know one the horse. Word, too. One word, but it could be it could be free. <laughs> it's basically they take out all the words and stuck it all together. It is eight, it's, it's a really bad version of word all this, isn't it? Uh, it's on. eight eight letters, begins with G. <laughs> Go on. Get a, get a lead. Oh, get a lead. Get a bird. Get a bird. Get a bird. I even fucked it up when I had to give you the answer. Get a bird. Get a bird. Get a bird. Very good. He never he never reached any heights at all. Couldn't go left-handed, lads. I'm the judges soldier. No, he got beaten in Limerick as well, didn't he? That year, anyway. Um, okay, so Gerhard, that's our Gerhard for the Supreme. Then, um, Kevin, well done. Um, Manella Cocooner, fantastic picking there. <laughs> you must be absolutely delighted with yourself. I was on it, everybody was on it. Yeah, Kevin got it bang on. Well done, super. Yeah, even the Betfair social channels credited me with the winner. I was delighted. <laughs> I wasn't correcting him. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it was, it was the your horse ran well. It just made it made a, made a, made a mistake in the second last. And that kind of cost them, but he, he still he, ran very well behind them. He did. I think the two of them ran quite well. Um, God, I was impressed with Manetta Cocooner's um, jumping. Like he, he set out to make the run, and then I, I thought his jumping was brilliant. And like to the point where Danny Mullins was kind of raining them back, you know, throughout um, after jumping. So he was gaining so much ground. He was still very much sitting on him, you know, at the second last, and he kicked on from there. Um, I was impressed with him. I'd say I have no problem coming back if they wanted to do that, you know, to the the Ballymore. And I, and I was impressed with him. He, he hadn't really set me alight prior to this now, but um, I thought that was very, very good, if I'm honest. Um, he yeah. beat a horse that I do like in Manella Crooner. Um, Manella Crooner, I wouldn't like to rule him out for Albert Bartlett. Um, he didn't, I think his main issue was like he, he had jumped really nicely when he won his maiden hurdle. He went, took a bit of a backward step here. It was not that he jumped badly, um, he was just, he was having less of a cut. He was just kind of safe and sound until he made that mistake two out, which kind of cost him two lengths. That put him on the back foot. You know, that's a vital juncture at Leopardstown. And um, and he's finished off well. So I'd say going back up and trip would be fine for him. So I wouldn't be shocked now if we look back in this race uh, in six weeks' time and say, oh, God, that uh, that Nathaniel Lacey, a partner, solicitor, is 50,000 euro Cheltenham bonus for Cheltenham staff. Novice Hurdle worked out very well at the Cheltenham. Yes, <laughs> it did. <laughs> it certainly did. What about the triumph picture then with Vauban getting the better of Phil Dore? Phil Dore went off favourite. I'll give you a laugh. I had, um, I think I had a seven-timer <laughs> over the course of the two days, which included, <laughs> which, included, which included all of yesterday's horses and Facile Vega in the bumper and Phil Dore. And I had to tear my docket up after the first one Phil Dore got beaten, but I was looking back on Jesus Christ. I mean, Phil Dore had held off. But what's your, Vanessa, what's your view of the triumph market after Vauban? Uh, it looked very impressive, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can help but be impressed with him. Uh, Phil Dore, I've already stated I'm a big Phil Dore fan, was obviously a bit mm. disappointed to see him get beaten. He probably would have uh, preferred a bit of a stronger pace, but he's got such a way about him. Phil Dore, it's hard not to love him, the way he jumps, pricks his ears, lopey rain, ride him any way you like. Um, but I think he probably got beat by a really good horse. I love the fact yeah. that the Triumph Hurdle division is a really spicy enough division this time around, because uh, we could obviously have some crappy years with it, but this is a good year. There's a couple 
to take out of it, uh, that Iker Allen, whatever it's called, I thought he weakened very quickly, he jumped well and he travelled well and then weakened very quickly. And I was thought the reactions like 25 to 1 was it, I think. I haven't got the prices in front of me, it was quite severe for him. But mm-hmm. Van, like, I mean, he had a huge early reputation, didn't he, coming into this race? Uh, sorry, coming went over here at the start of the season. There's lots of chat about him. And a rematch with Pied Piper, yes, please, but I'd be siding with Pied Piper. But that's not stating any anything obvious at this stage. But the fact he's done it over the course and distance for me is a big positive. Yeah, no, it is. Um, Tony, what, what, what's your view of the triumph record now after the weekend? Were you, were you as, as impressed by Vauban as, as a lot of people were? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the only upside to Phil Dore uh, not winning is you didn't have to have your stomach pumped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd been hosting this from a hospital bed, wouldn't you? If that was the case, I'd be, on life, time, I'd be on life support, TC. I, I've told you before, you don't be sticking anything bigger than seven to four into an actor. I've told you, <laughs> Rocky, Rocky, mistake. You should have learned, learned your lesson from an ergamine. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Odds against you don't go together. Um, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I was, I obviously, you had to be very impressed. You, no reason to think Fieldor didn't run his race. And if that's the case, <laughs> it is a it is a proper matchup between the two, wasn't it? Um yeah. I did ask the logic or the reasoning behind the first time tongue tie for Vauban, and uh, apparently nothing, nothing in particular. Very what's um, what we said about Eric Bloodass in the first time tongue tie with Kevin at the weekend. Some trainers just try it just to see if it makes any difference. I'm told it might even come off next time. So um, just I was yeah, just, and, and Willie wouldn't be known for tongue ties, but this this season he's used them much more <coughs> aggressively, which, which is interesting. Yeah, um, but I, I think if he wasn't in the same yard, I think everybody will be raving about the third horse having his first start since last May. Ill attack Tomps, um, a twenty to one with the Betfair Sportsbook. Just on that run alone for his first run for for so long, I thought he won a, a cracking race. I mean, they weren't hard on it at all. Um, I don't know much about the horse. We have mentioned it before on this show uh, when yeah. we're looking at the triumph. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was very encouraging. If, like I said, the question marks. If you knew that was going there in a race that pretty much lacks depth outside of the top three of the market, uh, especially with the English horses not coming up to anywhere near to scratch, I thought the twenty-one about Illa Thompson about what he showed first time up there for, for his first run in a long time was was encouraging. So look out for any details about where that horse is going because uh, he'd be an each way player in that race. Fantastic market as well. It's, just, it's going to be another cracking race if they all either five to two by Piper, 11 to four of Obam, Fieldor sixes and, and the rest um, in beside. Okay. Um, yeah, Hugh, quickly on Vauban, his jumping wasn't great, was it? Like it was just okay. I thought he jumped right at most hurdles. Uh, I, I was, I would like to see him jump better than he did there now, but clearly okay. like riddled, riddled with talent. Um, but I would like to see him jump a bit better, especially, I know it's the new course at Cheltenham and you can get away with it a bit more, but um, you'd like to see him kind of straighten up and be a bit more fluid maybe, yeah. if, he's gonna, if he's really going to okay. put on, you know. Yeah. Okay, all right. So then the main talking points then for the rest of the race, Shaq and Persuas now 7-1 to one for the champion chase. I was kicking myself I didn't back him at 12-1 to one before before yesterday because... You know, a twelve to one was for me was it was was way overpriced. Um, given his ability, obviously the English factor. He's never travelled to England and actually won well is one thing. The fact that the two at the top of the market are just so far ahead, really. Um, but this guy Kevin Blake did it very well, and um, look, he'll be in the frame come Champion Chase Day if he gets there. Yeah, he's back. He's, he's a proper horse. He's always been a proper horse. Um, has had his issues over the years. A um, couple of little blips, most notably, I suppose, in the Tingler Creek in the Champion Chase. But um, 
he was very, very good here. Like he jumped. I thought his jump, like, he can be a bit kind of exuberant and airy at times and skewy, but in the main, I thought he was very good here. Put the race to bed very well. He hasn't always been the strongest up the run in, but he, I thought he was good and strong here. You know, Grenatine obviously ran terribly. Um, Brian, he went up the inside, which no one else seemed to want to do um, all weekend on the chase course, which was interesting. Yeah. But she ran so bad that I doubt what, that was why, the only thing. It why was that? Why was everyone abandoning the inside on the chase yeah, course? It took, it took a view of the ground was was better out there. I see. Bur- Birchdale came yeah. down the inner, so didn't he? He ended up down the inner, but you, you would like in all those smaller field races, they're all like yeah. it was a very deliberate, um, seemingly yeah. thought amongst the jockeys to keep wide for a lot of that for a lot of the time on that chase course. Whereas yeah. like Bryony was was hugging paint, um, it seemed to be like a measured move from her. She took a view and she looked. Somebody put up, somebody put up yesterday that she didn't walk the track; she walked the car park, and maybe not from good ground was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. I never knock a jockey for trying something. Um, I'm sure if it works out, obviously you're a genius. But I think the Grenadine probably wasn't in the form to to, no. to run a race, no matter where. I don't think, I don't think it matter where he was. She put up. Yeah, like, yeah. Never yeah I just thought it was interesting watching it. But yeah, Shakan's in the mix. Like the traveling thing, obviously people will really heavily latch onto that now. And look, it's a fact. He's traveled twice and been beaten twice, but. Um, like he had a physical reason in Tingler Creek. Like it's not he like he ran he ran abysmally in the champion chase. He was odds on and he got beat, but he was only beaten a length or so. Um, and you know, Willie's gonna try things, try and do it a little bit differently. Listening to his quotes afterwards, he's gonna kind of leave him maybe one or two bits of work short um going over there because he felt that maybe he's a horse that the travel takes more out of him than most. So he, he's not gonna send them over there like cherry cherry ripe. Um, it was and interesting when he gets there. Not even, but he, he said it was interesting. He said they always considered the boat trip uh, to be like a piece of work in terms of how much it takes out of them. And they seem to be taking the view that maybe it takes more out of him than others. So oh, they won't okay. be quite as hard on him going into it because the, the boat trip might just put him over the top. So like I, I think you have to strongly consider him for the champion chase. I know everyone's getting mad excited about the front two, understandably so, but like would would either the front two? Would you be sure they'd smash up Alaho by five or six lengths and smash yeah. up Fakir Duderi by ten lengths? Like those are that's tip top form, and I've no doubt that the that the big two are tip toppers. But I don't know if they're they're as far clear of Shakan as the market yeah. suggested. You know, for yeah. me, this this is a three way dust up rather than a rather than a big rematch. You know, you're not you're in agreement, Tony. Yeah, um, I'm 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 guilty of saying after after the. Uh, of the race, everyone went overboard about our Ascot from a visual point of view. Uh, I was in danger of saying, you know, it's those two and the rest nowhere. But, you know, even though he only did what he should have done um, at, the, at the weekend, I think you have to be you had to be impressed by that. And, and as I went back and had a look at the official ratings this morning. I mean, as Kev said, that that punches down defeat of Alaho is, is as good as anything else as, as was probably put up going into that race. So I think the seventh has been taken. I think he's now 13 to two with the sports, which is still the biggest in the marketplace. So yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't you wouldn't be in a rush to be laying that 13 to two each way. What I would say is about if if the travelling, if the ferry takes so much out of him, I mean, which Richie's got a few quid. Why send them over early? Why no? Why won't they fly? Him. Why won't they fly him? It's like you know. It's obviously he's got his own plane. It's obviously Aiden flies everywhere. You know, he helps when you've got your own seven four seven or whatever. Yeah. Why, if, if you think the the ferry takes a lot out of him, fly the fucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. here, here's uh, I don't know. I'm trying to try and get my dates here now. Bear with me. But it just 
it just shows you how unbelievable Vince O'Brien was. That a, a guy he flew, he 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 bought a plane, converted it to, to so it could transport horses, built a runway in Ballydoyle, and <laughs> flew Cottage Drake and Hatton's Grace to Cheltenham. Like, what year are we talking Stop. there? Like, this is like Stop. this is like 50 years ago. No, and, and, like, and, and he took out a pilot's license and, and did a did a did a crash course, and um, well, well he got a crash course. <laughs> this, 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 this is this is 70 years ago. Like, is that, is that not just mad. that's mad, mind blowing that he was that he would do that. And it's a fair, it's a fair point. Look, it's going to cost you a right few quid, but you know, stakes are high. Uh, but it, it's not just mind blowing. The owner, the, right. the owner saved a few thousand quid on haircuts. You can afford the play. We're latching on to the mullet now. Oh, it's, it's, it's impressive. It's impressive. I tell you what, it's impressive. Um, okay, Vanessa, question for you: If they both line up in the Turners, Gallop and Deschamps or Bob Ollinger? After what you saw at the weekend, Gallop and Deschamps. Yes, I'm with you. Yeah, tell me why. Uh, tell me why. If if they do, uh, I'm still not convinced. I know this is going to be like such a talking point going into Cheltenham, but I'm still not convinced by Bob Ollinger's jumping, and I think he's going to be put under pressure by Laurent Presse, who obviously we saw win at the weekend yeah. as well, and he's going to turn the screw from the front with his jumping. He's at Denise Williams was jumps like a bunny. He's done it around the course of distance. We know he's going there. I think he is really going to turn the screw on their jumping and Gallopin Deschamps will be able to jump him and go with him and be able to, yeah, put it up to him and look, he's probably a classier horse than Mahon Presse who I'm very fond of as well, but with the Bob Ollinger factor, I think his jumping is going to be put under pressure. He's got a huge engine, he could be the most naturally talented horse in the field in terms of his actual engine, but I'm not convinced by his jumping yet, whereas Gallopin Deschamps like, has blown us away twice now and that's not you know, I sort of tried to look at these races with a very level head, but that I was like, okay, I'm, I'm giving I'm, it to you. I'm with you. And I'm using the same model why I thought Energamy would beat Shishkin last time out and transferring it here to why I think Gallup and Deschamps would beat Bob Ollinger. I was wrong about Energamy. <laughs> I, I, Kevin, I, I don't, I, I, I just, I just think he's a better jumper and I, I love Bob Ollinger. And what he did last year in Ballymore to me was one of the most stunning performances. But I just think this gallop and Deschamps over fences is going to be a monster. Um, he was good again. Like a guy, I, I, I thought that's one of those. It's one. Of, I felt people were getting overexcited about his chasing debut. Like there was very little to pick at, but you know, otherwise very measured people were you know talking in wild terms about him. So I was kind of you know naturally being a bit contrary, and I was trying to ease it back the other way. And look, he was good yesterday. He didn't jump as well. Um, look, he was in much, much deeper company. He didn't get a solo run like he got on his chasing debut. And you could tell Paul Townend was kind of, you know, I thought Mick Fitz did some lovely analysis um, of it on ITV. Like you could tell Paul Townend was trying to get him to shorten and just pop a couple. Yeah. Uh, and once or twice, Gallop in the shop kind of went, nah, and just nah. let fly. Uh, he did get him to shorten at a couple, but um, like it wasn't a spectacular as his as his maiden chase win, but I think the horse probably would have learned more from it. And look, it's a grade one. He smashed up a bunch of grade one winners um, in great style. He's clearly, you know, one of the most talented novices around, if not the most. Um, well, and there was, a, was there a fraction, Kevin, of the race falling apart a touch there? I know the field that went to post, obviously strong, but two fallers in there and then the mistake Fury Road made did, yeah. for me, take away from it quite a bit. 
in the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair result. point. It's a fair point. You know, Master McShee ran a storming race for, for Billy Belton. Corkery. Belton, um, yeah. You know, he, he, he brought a high level to the table. Um, and look, for me, trip-wise, you know, people will, will continue to kind of point back to this horse's hurdle form and say, oh, look, he got three miles so well. You surely have to go for the whatever the three-mile race is called now is the Brown Advisory. Um, look, of course, it, it's, it's relevant evidence his hurdle form but it's not the most relevant evidence what he's doing over fences is the most important thing and yeah. for me if you just look at those two races in isolation over fences you would not be rushing them up the three miles in my opinion um like his jumping style would certainly be better suited to the shorter trip where he can be a little bit more forward a little bit more aggressive not need to be asking him to come back and shorten into one because clearly while he's able to do it it's kind of begrudgingly Whereas if you step him up to three miles, he's going to be that bit stronger. You know, Paul would have to be asking him to shorten a lot more. And you just, I just wouldn't like to bet him being brilliant at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Bob Ollinger, look, he, we've talked about it a good bit. You know, he carries this aura after what he did last season. He hasn't quite struck the same note in, in his couple of starts over fences so far. But as I mentioned before, like I do reserve the possibility that better ground could see him turn inside out over fences. So um, that's a clash I want to see. That's a clash the sport wants to see. So let's see. Let's make it happen. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, um, mate, I, I wasn't wildly impressed by him, I must admit, but someone made a really excellent point on, on Twitter at the weekend. They made they made a reference to a horse called Willie Haggis, or William Haggis's horse called Baid um, on the flat in the summer. It won um it beat trees at Goodwood by six and a half lengths doing handsprings in, in a group three at Goodwood. And uh, and then it went on to win the Moulin by a length and a half, but not as impressively as everyone thought he, he would have done given the Goodwood run. And I think that's very, it's, it's vibes of Galapin de Champ here because obviously he didn't beat a lot on his debut, did it really impressively. Goes and wins a grade one on his second chase start and does so by a wild, you know, a wide margin. And everyone's, yeah. some people are a bit underwhelmed by it. And I thought that was really good. I mean, I think the expectation was he'd win with his head in his chest, flawless jumping display. Didn't really do that, but it's hard to knock the form, isn't it? I mean, I, 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 I I suspect they might go the three mile route, but who knows? This is a, this is another ten am job um, uh, on the eve of Cheltenham, isn't it? it yeah, is. absolutely. And we we have two more um, uh, performances to talk about. The first being uh, Blue Lord, uh, the Oracle eleven to four, so one change. So people are like, yeah, okay, won the race, and um, that's fair enough, but not overly impressed by it. And um, Vanessa, the Oracle picture now. Obviously, we know that uh, Fernie Hollow is gone. So um, is Blue Lord likely to be on your list for the Arkle or how did you see that? Uh, is he on my list for the Arkle? I'm I, I I'm very dependent on a third time Lucky goes to the Arkle because I'm still very keen on him but obviously we okay. haven't heard much after he won the Lightning last week. Is, is, is this in the Without Ireland market, Vanessa? Yeah. Okay, okay. You're so funny. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hung o- I'm hungover and groups- I'm not able for this. Don't okay. press the button. Um, no, don't press the button. Apparently, third time lucky's fine now, Vanessa. 
Oh, great. Okay, well, let's, this is a positive. Uh, in terms of Blue Lord, though, he's probably not on my article list uh, for what he did at the weekend. I, th- I thought the mayor ran an absolute bell trough. So it was well dissected. Uh, the mistake she made at last, and then, of course, Blue Lord coming across as well. She was never going to win it in the uh, stewards' room, but she may well have won the race had she not made the mistake and then the interference as well. And as a result, if you factor all of that in, I know it's all if, buts, and whys, but the different difference between them and the prices after the yeah. race, I'd be much preferring I'd be much more leaning towards Riviera to tell. I think she won't be, she'll be, I, I don't know what the weight concession is for her come Cheltenham, but it's not the same that we saw. But either Two way, less, she'll get. yeah, so either way, yeah. I don't, that won't make a huge amount of difference to her. And I think she would have, in my head, I hope she would have won more than that yeah. distance if you see against Blue Lord. So just oh, looking at the price difference between the two of them, I think the react, Riviera de Tell is probably the one who represents a touch of value at this stage, given the performance at the weekend. Yeah, good stuff. And finally, but not least, um, Tony Vega, uh, Tony Calvin, <coughs> excuse me, you love um, you love the bumper at Cheltenham. It's your get out of jail card at the end of uh, the Wednesday when everybody else has gone to shit. You're just, get on the bumper, horse, get on. Vasil Vega is the greatest certainty of the week after one. <laughs> I, 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 I take it, I was, near, I was six, seventh right. I mean, six of them were very slow, uh, but one of them was very, very quick, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, everyone was, the time bandits were raving about him beforehand and just the interview with Willie I saw just totally blew him away, didn't it? But just coming, oh. just very quickly before we move on and the others have a little go about yeah. the bumper horse. Um, the one that really took my eye in, in the article um, yeah. is St. Sam. I, mean, I know yeah, I've I knew, I knew you'd say that. I knew you'd say no, that. No, because, because he was going really well. He made a real bad mistake. He was still in front when he made, um, it wasn't a bad mistake, but it, it cost him a two or three lengths. You go back and have a look at the run. I think people have massively underplayed how well he stayed on. People were talking about him, saying he capitulated and whatever. He was only beating four lengths at the line. He was losing no ground there. And I know Rachel got off and said he's, he stays well. So that's the only thing that stopped me going in the Arco and 10 at 12 to 1 on St. Sam each way, yeah, because yeah. I think they could go up to two mile four, given that what Rachel's feedback after the race. So mm. I'd be... I'm, I'm, half, I'm half tempted to, to back him for both on the exchange for the Arco in the two mile four race, but right. also, well, he okay. might not even go there. So, but I thought Saint Sam's performance there in third was very much like the Triumph Hurdle horse of Willie's. I thought he was. I thought he was very much underplayed. Okay, lads, we have one more um, story to to talk about, and we'll do it um, uh, quickly. I don't want to go too brief on it, but Kevin, um, last week, obviously, the Jockey Club uh, announced that they had a licence agreement with Playtech around uh, casino and gambling and all sorts of um, betting fragments. Um, This didn't go down particularly well with a lot of people. It's a bit of a head-scratcher, really, as to why uh, they are doing this. Um, It's not getting good PR. What is your view on it, please? Uh, well, it's not difficult to understand why they did it, Booth, because it's money. <laughs> you know, it gen- generates revenue. Um, it just, you can see why people got upset. It just doesn't seem to marry up with what are supposed to be the overall goals of the jockey club. You know, that's the, the long and the short of it. Um, I think in, in a time where I think m- most observers would think it would be in racing's interest to ha- try to hammer home the, the view that you know, games of skill and games of chance in a betting sense should be separated from a regulatory point of view. Um, in, in you know, when, when that case is being made by, by the H um, Horse Racing Betters Forum, etc., and others, you know, this 
it's probably not a great look. It's probably not a great look. Um, I know Tony might have deeper views on it than me now, but I like Manny. My my first reaction, I think I said I sent it the the news piece into our group with, with just the, the WTF question mark. You know, yeah. it just yeah. seemed yeah. it seemed like an April Fool's as much as that. Yeah, really. it's it's something that I, I think we you know at a time where the BHA you know can't can't find his ass with both of its hands. Uh, I think we, we look to institutions like the Jockey Club to actually kind of up, uphold what we think is right and proper with, with regards racing. So in that regard, it was it was disappointing, isn't it? I mean, all this virtual nonsense, uh, virtual racing nonsense and stuff like that. But if you look into the details, it's it's only it's only a licensing deal that we've, we've seen many times in racing that you know gives Playtex the right to actually use you know the Jockey Club's uh, races and courses to actually promote them. Whether or not that's a good look. I think we can all probably agree that it probably isn't, and not in its or not in the core values of the club race courses. And I think it's very bad timing with the gambling review and the gambling act going on now. So yeah, I, I mean, if the jockey club were to come out and said, "Look, everyone's moaning about prize money. We need to get in as much money as we can. We're going to give this licensing deal to Playtech to do what they want with. It's no real big deal. We know it's not ideal, but if people want more prize money, we're going to get we're going to get X millions quid of that. We're going to stick it into the sport." hopefully not chucking it at the top end, you know, filtering it through for the, to the lower tiers. People just said, yeah, fair enough. But people just need to be more honest about what they do stuff and what they're going to do with the money. If they, if they, if they said that, people said, yeah, not, yeah, fair enough, not ideal. But if people look, look you know, whinging their arse off about no, no prize money, we have to get the cash in somehow. And this is one avenue. You know, the natural extension of that is though, Tony. If, if, the jo- if the jockey club are going to take the view that get, getting money in and putting it back into the sport is the most important thing rather than the greater good of the sport be the most important thing, guess what the next step is? Five-day Cheltenham Festival. Well, that's, that's happening anyway, isn't it? It's not. I would probably bet tens on that happens in the next three years. Oh, no, 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 no. Vanessa, your thoughts finally. So depressing. Uh, if I'm being dead, deadly honest, and I don't want anyone to be cross with me, I'm not across this story enough to give opinion. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. Listen, listen. I'm listen, sure that uh, should have come up at 4 a.m. when you were still drinking, Vanessa. Listen, listen. Do you know listen. what? I know that Tony is probably thinking, I knew she was going to say that, or something like that. But honestly, <laughs> I, I was like, this story broke in the middle of the week. I was already on my way over to Ireland. I cannot tell you how exciting it's been to have a dog in Clonmel. And with the racing as well, I've been sporting focused, not politically. To be, to be honest, Vanessa, to be honest, to be honest it hasn't got it hasn't got I a apologize. lot of a lot of airtime it really hasn't because okay. obviously nobody likes to go after the jockey club really um, speaking of dogs vanessa and um, we'll leave it on this um is your plan a hair of the dog to get what rid of what is bound to be a little sore head this morning or you well, she she had an invite to come down to kevin blake's house this morning on the way to the on the way to the That's course that. and she, and she, I, she, didn't, she didn't take I, I wouldn't do that i wouldn't do that without a hangover let alone with a hangover kevin <laughs> i made i made i made it back here to where i am now i am probably not going to have a hair of the dog because i'm going to oh. drive down to clonmel now where i think i might be meeting kevin or i hope i will I'm going to watch a couple of rounds of the finals in Clonmel and I'm going to come yeah. home again and carry on with my job. 
on that bombshell, we'll leave it there. <laughs> My thanks to Tony Gavin, to Kevin Blake, and to the always gracious and a little bit hungover Vanessa Royal. Enjoy the last day uh, today in coursing uh, with Kevin as well. We are back racing only better on uh, Thursday ahead of uh, Betfair Super Saturday. Brave Man's Game is running in the novice handicap there, so we're very much looking forward uh, to getting stuck in. Just, it's the dog of the hair. I've just, I've just, I've just realised it. It's the dog of the hair, hair, not the hair of the dog. <laughs> right, back on Thursday, racing only better. Thank you so much for listening. As always, talk to you soon.